Hello, I'm Bonnie Snowden, ex-corporate person and mother turned successful artist entrepreneur. It wasn't that long ago though that I lacked the confidence, vision and support network to focus on growing my dream business. Fast forward past many life curveballs, waves of self-doubt and so many lessons learned and you'll see Ignite, my thriving online coloured pencil artist community. A community that changes members' lives for the better and gives me freedom to live abundantly whilst doing what I love and spending quality time with my beloved family and dogs. All whilst creating my best artwork with coloured pencils and mentoring others to do the same. But this life wasn't always how it was for me. It used to only exist in my imagination. I've created the It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast to help increase people's confidence, share mine and my community's experience and hope through fascinating personal stories, champion the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and create another channel through which I can support others to realise their dreams. If you're a passionate coloured pencil artist or an aspiring one who's looking to create their best work and a joyful life you love, you're in the right place. Grab a cuppa and a custard cream. Let's get cracking. I'm delighted this week to be chatting to the amazing Justine. Her work is just gorgeous and I've loved chatting to her about coloured pencils and about how she got into it and her thought processes, which funnily enough are very, very similar to mine. I could have just sat there chatting all day, to be honest. So enjoy probably just over an hour <laughs> um, of, of Justine and I just talking about... Um, about coloured pencils and drawing a little bit about zoos, <laughs> um, but mostly just about the joy of, of coloured pencils, really. So, uh, yeah, enjoy. Hello. Hi, Bonnie. Can you hear me? Oh, I can. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Yay. This is the first time I've ever done anything like this. So I was kind of like, okay, so I think I do this. And yeah, oh. here I am. <laughs> oh, it's so nice to finally meet you. You too. Gosh, calling from the UK. And here I am sitting in little old New Zealand. <laughs> Oh god! Oh, I'm so glad you. I'm so glad you agreed to come and have a chat with me because I, you know, I, I admire your artwork and we've had sort of like a little bit of, I guess, chatting across Facebook and everything. And it's just so nice to get to speak to sort of other other artists. And yeah, it's just amazing. So I'm really, 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 really happy that you've come to chat with me. Um, we're 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 just going diving straight in. This is it. Sure, is a, sure, absolutely. <laughs> We don't, we don't have any airs and graces in this. We just dive straight in and start chatting. Um, so you're in New Zealand? Yeah, I'm in the South Island of New Zealand, just out of Christchurch. I've been here for probably a good 20 years now, and I just, I absolutely love it here. I love the natural beauty and the fact that, you know, there's mountains and just spectacular scenery. And I try and get out in amongst it as much as possible. Yeah. In, in and around life. Yeah, I mean, you're, I have to thank you for reigniting my passion for coloured pencils. You know, I, I've been using them for quite a while, but I've kind of reached a, I don't know, sort of stagnant place with them. And then I came across you and the Facebook groups and joined your Facebook group and have watched many of your free tutorials and it just reignited my passion and 
ever since probably COVID is when it's sort of really kicked off for me, the first lockdown. Um, and I, I've just honed my skills and I've just watched and learnt and uh, yes, I've got you. I've got you to thank for for that. <laughs> well, I mean, I look at your work and I'm just like, oh, I'm not sure that it can get much better. That your work is absolutely gorgeous. You've just finished a little fox. Now yeah. I was looking at it. I was looking at it this morning, and I, I think I do what every single other coloured pencil artist does. You know, when they come across me, I'm zooming in. <laughs> <laughs> and so, how's she done that? How's she done that? Zooming in. Oh my God, look at that. Look at that. Um, well, it, Bonnie, it, I cannot oh. believe that you're saying that to me because that's exactly how I feel about your work, too. <laughs> well, we're all the same. We're all the same, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I've kind of worked my way up and I've put myself into a position where I, I have got a lot of followers and I, you know, that's something that I've wanted to do and it's, you know, teaching and everything and that's great. But I'm still exactly the same as everybody else. You know, I yeah. still have exactly the same feeling when I go onto when I go onto Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and I see something that it's like, wow, that is really good. And and yeah. you know, we I think we're in that age of zooming, aren't we? Not zooming like this, but zooming in. And we <laughs> yeah. don't do that. You know, if you've got like a picture in front of you, you you wouldn't zoom in. You just go, oh, that's lovely. But we're like zooming in, and we're like, oh, yeah, I know. Look, look at that. <laughs> It comes from such a place, for me, it comes from such a place of passion and just love for animals. And, you know, I've, I actually have to say outside, out loud to myself, follow your heart, follow your heart, follow your heart, because you won't go wrong. And I've really, really tried to stick to that. And even though, you know, I've had other people sort of come into my life and, and not have been very supportive around my art. I've just now cleared all of those people out and gone, you know what? I'm just going to keep following my heart because for the first time, it's probably taken me, you know, a good sort of three, four years to get to this stage in my life. And I'm now 52 where I just love <laughs> I just love drawing so much, Bonnie. I, yeah. you know, I sit there at my drawing desk and I think to myself, I can't believe I get to sit here and do this. I know. I, I know. just can't. Honestly, I feel, I feel, and I'm, I'm 52 as well, and I feel exactly the same way. And I don't know whether, I don't know whether it's we get to a, we get to a certain age, and um, it's just like, do you know what? I can follow my heart. I can do what I want, and I'm gonna do it. And I do think that the, the those sort of couple of, of terrible years, and I think you had it far worse in particularly the lockdown and everything in New Zealand. I think you had it a little bit worse than we had in the in the UK. But I think it's taught us that, you know, life's for living and I am just going to do whatever I need to do to make sure that I'm happy. Yeah. I totally, yeah. yeah, totally, totally agree. And, um, yeah, like you say, I think it is probably an age thing too where you've sort of gone through other careers and, and relationships or and whatever um, and everything just starts to become sort of crystal clear and you just get a really clear vision in your in your head as to what really well and truly makes you happy. And I think that's for me... You know, I mean, 
I was a zookeeper for sort of 10 years and I loved, loved the animals and I, I just couldn't get over their beauty. And I, you know, I just have always had that in me. Even since I was a child, I have been not just love animals, but obsessed, you know, obsessed with them. For me, an awesome Saturday night is sitting down watching a documentary about animals, normally a BBC. <laughs> And I and I just think to myself, gosh, it's a Saturday night, and here I am sitting watching an animal documentary. But I don't care. That's that's who I am, and it's taken this this amount of time for me to really acknowledge that and appreciate that in myself. Mm. Oh, that's so. Have you always lived in New Zealand? I was born in the North Island of New Zealand, and then my family moved to Australia when I was ten, and then. I lived in Australia for 20 years. So I was a graphic artist when I was in Australia. I sort of, you know, went down that path. But I just found sitting in front of a computer eight hours a day, five days a week, just destroyed my soul. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just, um, I don't know, I think one day I I just made this decision. I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Life is too short. And that's when I packed up everything and moved to the South Island of New Zealand when I was 30 and, yeah, became re-studied and became a zookeeper. And that, I mean, I guess that just kind of kick-started who I really am. Mm. Was it Was the zookeeping, was that something that you you know, obviously you need to retrain, you need to kind of learn about it. And um, going from a graphic design to zookeeping is a very, a very big jump and very, very different. Was it something that you were like, right, this is what I want to do? Or was it just, I just want to work with animals and this kind of, you know, study course or whatever sort of suits me? Or did you have a real, I just want to be a zookeeper? Well, it's really interesting because to be a zookeeper in Australasia now, you you do have to have a certificate in captive wild animals. And so for me to work in that industry in New Zealand or Australia, I had to gain that. And once I gained that and I, I started meeting other people, I, I sort of finally had this feeling of, oh, my God, all these, these people are my tribe. You know, you just go through life and you... And you connect with other like-minded people who just have that same love of animals. And that's kind of what happened. But what I also found when I was a zookeeper was that my graphic design skills were also able to be utilised because I painted a mural, I painted signage, I designed, you know, information boards and, and that sort of thing. And I also had an exhibition of my artwork to raise money for conservation and um, raise $5,000. So kind of for a while there, I, God knows how, I managed to sort of fit both in, um, but working full-time as a zookeeper is exhausting. It's just such hard work. And so I just reached a point where I thought, right, I want to actually have more time to do my artwork and that's when I decided I was going to leave the zoo industry. So although it was incredibly hard, um, but what I've found is that I have now an amazing network of friends um, who I've met through 
that incredible industry. That's brilliant. You say that it was really hard work, you know, doing the the zookeeper and everything. For somebody like me, and I'm sure loads of people listening, you know, you'd be thinking, oh, gosh, you know, what a lovely job. Do you just sort of, uh, you go and you feed the animals and blah, blah, blah. But it, it it won't be like that, will it? I mean, there'll no. be so much more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's um, there's a lot of cleaning. There's, you know, a lot of really dirty work, you know, water blasting and, and you know, like an otter's pool or or um, raking up leaves or spreading bark. I mean, you're in, you're in charge of the the animals enclosures as well so you know they need constant maintenance and care and so probably those best parts of your job probably about 10 minutes a day where you're actually getting to spend some quality time with your animals yeah so when I say exhausting it's it's just incredibly physically physically demanding um lots of lifting heavy things and as I said raking and water blasting and hosing and you know on and on picking up manure and yeah (laughs) yeah, it's not a lot of glamorous there's not a huge amount of glamorous sides to it um but then there's the other side is that you form these incredible bonds with these amazing amazing animals and so that just makes up for all the hard work. Yeah. And uh, so when you left, did you just go straight into full-time with your art? When I left, I had my own, I was in a relationship and I bought my own property and then I had a little menagerie of of my own. Um, So horses and sheep and chickens and cats and dogs. But Unfortunately, that relationship didn't last, and so I had to sell my property. And while I was um, on that property, I was just working part time and doing my artwork part time as well. But now that my relationship has ended and I've been on my own for sort of the last five years, I have just found that I have even more energy and more and more time for doing my artwork because I'm sure, as you know, having a lot of animals is a lot of work, you know, and if you don't have anybody around to support you to look after them, then they take a lot of your time. And so once again, I just feel that I've cleared, I've cleared the path. Now I work, I do my art three or four days a week and I work the other time I've got like a little part-time job that I also work at too just to get me out because it quite easily turn into a colored pencil hermit Bonnie oh, yeah. <laughs> I hear you on that I definitely hear you on that <laughs> it's very I'm, easily done I'm sure you can relate <laughs> oh gosh honestly I um I can really really can relate I was talking to my youngest sister and um, she's actually quite similar to me in that we really need our alone time you know, so, I'm, yeah. I'm, I love talking to people. I love being around the people I want to be around. I love doing the, the I love, I love nothing better than doing the live streams and drawing live and teaching and everything. I absolutely love it. But I have to have a period of time where it's just me and either, I don't know, just aimlessly going through social media <laughs> or sitting in front of my drawing board. Um, and, and if I don't get that time, I really suffer. 
I'm exactly the same. Yeah, I get, I get, you know, the nervous sort of twitch, you know, yeah. my eyes, you know, <laughs> I get really scratchy and, and irritable. I've found that about myself as well. And I think that's also come with age and just know, getting to know yourself. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm exactly the same, Bonnie. I have now reached a point where if I have any sort of social things happening on the weekends I can only do one at a time (laughs) because I just I just find that I need I need at least sort of two days to to regroup and I find drawing incredibly therapeutic I think that it has helped me through some incredibly hard times because it's it's mindfulness really when you stop and think about it you know drawing it's such a slow process and and I have other artist friends who are like oh my god you know it's so slow I said yeah but that's what I love about it because I love I love the slowness I love being able to develop all those layers and and getting all those tiny little nuances of all the different little details um that you you can't really, I mean, I guess you can with a really, really fine paintbrush, but it's, you know, have a, there's nothing beats a sharp polychromos. No. <laughs> <laughs> or, if you're, or if you're in my studio, a non-sharp polychromos, because I hardly ever sharpen my pencils. I'm so lazy. <laughs> um, I'm, I, yeah, I am completely, completely. And, you know, and I get, I I have to kind of um, rein myself in sometimes because I um, I really don't like using uh, medium with, you know, like OMS and all of that kind of stuff. It is just not something that, and I'm like, why? Why would you use that on a brilliant medium like coloured pencils? Well, because I want to speed it up. Why would you want to speed it up? The whole beauty of drawing with curved pencils is that it's slow, that it's meditative, that it's you slip into this sort of almost like a stupor. <laughs> I don't know whether you're the same. I, I guess oh, you... I'm completely yeah. <laughs> the same. I, I love it when I talk to someone else who gets into that same. It, I can't describe it to anybody. It's really hard to explain. You you kind of go. I call it. I call it my zone. Yeah, I'm just in a. I'm just in a, my happy place. Yeah, yeah. I have very regularly almost come out of something. <laughs> I've obviously been somewhere in my head. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh, <laughs> oh heck, it's three o'clock in the morning. I better go to bed. Um, but that's and and that that is the reason why I picked up colored pencils in the first place so I picked them up as a form of um therapy I guess it was it was when coloring books were very very in you know coloring for mindfulness and all of that kind of thing and I'd never I, I don't think I'd ever really used colored pencils but I'm sure I had them as a child and everything but um it was completely new to me and I was like oh my god this is amazing and just having that feeling of just coloring bringing something to life and all of my worries just disappeared. That was the most incredible thing for me, you know. Yeah. And it was something that I needed. That they came, they came along at exactly the right time. And it's funny, and I don't know whether you have people saying this as well, because you do do commission work, and you, you know, you, you clearly work a, a, a big chunk of your week is drawing. Yeah. And so I've been doing this for uh, seven years. I've been drawing full time for six years. 
and and I get people who say you know do you not you know do you not have burnout do you not sort of you know have almost like artist block and all of this kind of stuff and I honestly I sit here and I think there are some pieces that I haven't really love to draw and it's those pieces that maybe have come from an incredibly poor photograph you know I don't mind a a bad photo but a really really bad one where it's like oh this is this is a bit of a you know but I've never I've never once got up in the morning and thought oh I don't want to draw oh no (laughs) never once never I'm always like oh my god I cannot wait I've, I've got a piece on my drawing board at the moment of Trevor the dog yes I love that I, oh, you know, it's so, it's really funny because I took the photos of him. I met the guy. So it was. Oh, um, I love it. We can take your own photos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, so I take my, one of my dogs, Nellie, she goes swimming every Wednesday because she has hip dysplasia. So I take her to a, you know, for therapy, hydrotherapy. Yes. And one of the ladies there was like, oh my goodness, I've got this friend of mine and he really wants his dog drawing. And can you draw him? And anyway, I got in touch with this guy. We met in my village in the park. I took photos of Trevor and he's he's a really lovely dog, but he's not the most aesthetically beautiful dog. Mm. <laughs> you know, he's got sort of like markings that make his face look a little bit strange. And he's got quite a flat sort of muzzle. He's a lovely dog. And I took the photos and the one that he chose, I was like, oh, really sure about this but that's the one that he chose it was clearly the one that he thought this is this kind of is my Trevor um Mm. anyway I started drawing and I was like I'm really enjoying this really really enjoying and I've changed the photo slightly on my drawing I've kind of missed actually missing out the body that's at the side has really helped kind of bring it to life sitting there last night and I was thinking I could call this finished if I wanted but I am really enjoying this so I'm just going to give it another day <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave it I'm gonna go back in I'm just gonna yes. normally tweak uh, I'm not a tweaker but there's some a lot of white fur on one side and I'm like mm, I just want to go back in I want to have a clear mind and a fresh fresh eyes when I come back to this tomorrow so I've got him on my drawing board for another day and honestly yes I I, I do exactly the same thing Bonnie and 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 what I also find really, really interesting, and I've I do it with, well, particularly drawings that I feel a little overwhelmed by. So, for example, I did that. I did a drawing of a big kudu, big kudu bull antelope, and he's got those magnificent spiral horns. And you know, here I am looking at these spiral horns, thinking, what? <laughs> what have you done <laughs> how do I even begin to to draw those and so what I did is I I turned it upside down and then I just did section by section and then they all just became squiggly little lines and light and dark areas and mm-hmm. so you know I've I've kind of learnt that for myself now as soon as I feel myself be- becoming a bit overwhelmed I'll be like hang on a minute let's just break it down into small chunks and turn it upside down and that has really helped me and I actually turned the fox upside down today and I couldn't believe actually how many things I'd missed by looking at it upside down if you know what I mean I looked at it and went oh how did I miss that (laughs) (laughs) well I think our brains just we become blind don't we we become yeah yeah something something that really really interests me and it's something that I bring uh, into my teaching an awful lot because our brains are so incredible 
you know, when you look at those things on Facebook and it's like um, somebody writes in what appears to be gobbledygook at first sight, but then it's an actual sentence and you can read it because they've just yep. muddled the, the number. And our brains are so incredible that we can we can fill in the missing bits. But what happens when, when we start to draw is that we go, oh, I'm going to draw an eye or I'm going to draw a dog. And our brain goes, oh, I know what a dog looks like. Mm. Mm. And then we just draw it and it and it looks like, you know, our brain things. And all. But we've almost got to try and work at switching that side of our brain off the brain mm. that tries to be the, the, the part that tries to be really, really helpful. You know, and we actually then draw what's in front of us and yeah. turning your 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 picture upside down or looking at it in a mirror or something like that is so helpful because we we miss stuff. Yes. Like, and like you were saying, how did I miss that? It's yeah. right in front of me. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah. I'll be have all, you know, talking about the needing the fresh eyes is is I will leave, I'm the same as you. I'll leave something on my drawing board and then I'll walk away and I won't touch it. I won't look at it for a few days. And then I'll come back. And once again, I look at it and go, how did I miss that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it just surprises me. Yeah. How how has your work developed then? There's something else that I talk about an awful lot. I do a lot of critiques uh, in the in in for my members, and I tend to find that I'm kind of saying the same thing to all of the different people. So when I first started drawing, detail it was all about the detail, mm-hmm. you know, and it was detail was king. Yeah, that was what I was concentrating on. Yeah, and as I've progressed. And I can see that you do it in your work as well. I've kind of sort of lost the the, the detail detail, what people would uh, would class as detail. I've kind of just sort of softened that a little bit and really pushed things like the values. Yeah. And, and, and actually built details around value shifts and those little tiny subtle definitely, changes. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know whether... There's there's all these little techniques that you sort of develop over over the years, and I blur my eyes a lot, so I'll yes. stand back and I'll and I'll blur because I I find that that's brilliant for for values, and you know you go you're going backwards and forwards all the time. That's a bit darker. That's a bit lighter. That's a bit darker. That's a bit lighter, and then you walk away and you come back and go hang on, that's actually darker. Yeah. And so I'm constantly working on, on the values and the tones and, and blurring my eyes. And, and mm. so you're looking, yeah, you're looking at it slightly sort of out of focus. And then once again, your brain just sees it as light and dark. Yeah. I do that a lot. So, yeah, and stand back a lot as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I, you're right. It It definitely has developed over time and and like you say with with commissions sometimes the photos aren't particularly great um and all you've got is is values and tones and not a huge amount of detail anyway so once again that's kind of can be like a good thing because it does it 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 trains your eye to go back to that again Mm. Like I had a beautiful horse that I that I did not all that long ago, and um, it was from you know a photo that had been cropped cropped in really close, and so there wasn't a huge amount of detail. But um, I really I really loved it because it was it was such a beautiful horse, and it was holding its neck 
really lovely. And, and that was all just tones and values. There was hardly any detail in it. So it really kind of just sort of took it all back to once you get that right, then you can go and just add those little those little fine details if you need to. But really, it's all about the tones and the values. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree, you know, and I don't know what it was that I think the more we look and the more we do and the more we see and the more we're like, oh, 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 you know, and the more that's how we develop or, or you know, and I, I know for absolute certainty when I first started drawing that that it was very much about I had to get every single tiny detail in, you know, and and the eyes would maybe take, you know, if I was drawing a portrait like Trevor now, the eyes would maybe take me about four hours to do and you know, it was all very, I uh, had to get every single tiny bit in now. And now I've kind of, I have almost like a recipe, uh, a recipe of colours, a recipe of techniques that, mm. you know, an, an eye can come together really quite quickly because I've almost got that muscle memory, you know, I'll get the, yeah. I'll get the shape around the outside. I'll then maybe put a little bit of the pupil in and, and you know, the colors that I use and how I kind of blend them and everything. And that now comes, comes a lot. So I can get an eye done maybe in 40 minutes now, rather than taking me four hours. Yeah. I think yeah. we do in a way, some parts because I've heard a lot of people say, oh, the, you know, the better you get or the more developed you get, the quicker you get. I've actually found the opposite. I found mm. that I've, it takes me, it probably takes me about 30 hours, I think, to do a, to do a portrait. People think I work really quickly because I actually put lots of hours in. Mm. So, you know, mm. I might get a portrait done in three days if I've had three days and I've done 10 hours a day, which I can very easily do because... Yeah. Because I'm so happy sitting in my chair drawing. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I I definitely what's kind of coming to mind, you know, is that's great to that that memory, that muscle memory, and also just knowing what combination of colours works. And I will sit there and I will, you know, I'll be drawing and I'll be thinking, oh, hang on a minute, I need that colour. And I won't, I'll visualize the color I won't even know what it's called and I'll even visualize the size of the pencil that I'm looking for I just know exactly the one that I need and I just go straight to it I'll rummage because I I don't have my pencils very well organized um they're just sort of in a pile we sound so similar <laughs> yeah <laughs> I see all these really neatly organized art rooms I'm like oh, I'm not going to show mine <laughs> <laughs> we sound so similar and I'm guessing you don't you do you swatch at all no no don't <laughs> swatch <laughs> a non-swatcher <laughs> yeah yeah no and it, and yeah. it has just taken I reckon it's just years and years and years and years of using the same colors and the same color combinations over and over and over again to know now what works and what color you're looking for um yeah. I think that's just practice definitely definitely I must say I get a little bit twitchy when I see people swatching and I, and I guess I'm kind of reflecting my own thoughts onto onto somebody else which I shouldn't do but I do find that a lot of the time, so many people say they don't have time to draw and yet they have these beautiful swatches. And I'm like, well, if you've got time to swatch, then you've got time to draw. Just don't swatch and draw. But each to yeah. their own. But I'm very similar when it comes to colour picking. And I've tried to explain this to, to people. And when I teach, 
what happens is I'll be talking and I'll be drawing and I'll be telling people what to do. And then I go, oh, right. Okay. So I've now had this thought process as I've been drawing and telling you what I'm doing in my brain. It I'm now working on, I'm now looking at this little bit over here, which is the next bit we're going to go on to. And I'm already thinking about the technique and the colors and all of that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. and then I kind of t- talk through my, um, my thought process in, in picking the colors for me, I almost get like, if I'm trying to sort of think of a, a color that I'm going to use, the colors will kind of swoop in. So I'll visualize mm. the colors. I can visualize how they're going to look when they're when they're together, when they're layered mm. over each other. So if I've got, say, an orange dog, you know, and somebody says, oh, you know, what, what color combinations would you use for this? I've then got those colors kind of coming in mm. and kind of pointing to my head here. But, you know, and, and I visualize those colors coming in, what they're going to look like when you put one color over the top of another. Um, yeah, because, I think that because, just takes from practice, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because you know, you know, you might look at it and go, well, that colour there is a is a walnut brown, which is fine if you were just using one colour. But actually, if you were using a, a layering and lots of different colours, you're going to have a multitude of colours in there. So how are you going to get that colour from all of your, you know, and definitely, definitely is around practice. I do think that certain people have a knack with color it's almost like mm. that bit of genius mm. yeah really? I I also um about you know sort of this is one thing that I really was quite interested to talk to you about is um what is happening in the, in the art industry world as far as colored pencils being recognized as a I don't know what the word is because I have come up against quite a few sort of, oh, what we you use colored pencil, you know, that sort of attitude. And I'm I'm mm. I'm about to try and take a brave step into going in an exhibition in Christchurch, um, where it's it's a big art show, um, and it's quite a big outlay to have the panels to display your work and everything and and it scares the bejesus out of me because you have to actually submit work and you have to actually say you know well this is what I do and these are colored pencils and I'm wondering whether I'm going to get rejected because it's not oils or it's not watercolors or it's not pastel have you had any of that yeah so I so my yes I completely get where you're coming from and I think there is definitely when it comes to sort of galleries and stuff like that I think there has always been or up until now I think there has been that sort of I don't really want to call it snobbery because I don't think it is snobbery I think it's just tradition yeah I think traditionally in art galleries and stuff like that, you have your oils, acrylics, pastels, uh, watercolours. That tint tends has tended to be, over the years, artist quality, traditional art. Um, coloured pencils have come a long way in the fact that they are, you know, highly pigmented. The artist quality ones are light fast, so they are going to last, you know, a long time. And people are coming now forwards with their colored pencil drawings that are, you know, are exceptional. They're, they're, they're amazing. Yeah. I think there was a, I can't remember the name of the guy, but he, I did that. I think he might have won portrait artist of the year on the BBC, was it BBC or channel four. I can't remember. Um, and he was a colored pencil artist. 
Uh, is he the one who's, whose drawings are on the Derwent? No, um, no. Now that's that another guy. Is, that's Jesse Lane. Mm, amazing. So that's, so that's Jesse Lane. So he's in the in the US and he has won a, a, a lot of exhibitions and he's been in lots of magazines and everything. His work is huge. Mm. It's it's enormous, and he he has a you know you can you can tell his work. He has got uh, it's realism, but he has a very specific style, and he has this whole process beforehand of taking photographs, building up you know what it's going. So his rather than just sort of picking a photo and and drawing it like mm. like I do, I guess um, mm, he's got this amazing. whole kind of artistic process in the background as well which is incredible he's an amazing an amazing artist yeah Um, you know and he I guess he has taken those steps into uh, color pencil is you know it's actually a really incredible medium no there's another guy I don't know where he's from but he uh he won the portrait artist of the year and his pencil work is not realism he kind of creates these portraits and everything from lines and scribbles and stuff like that. It's, I mean, it's, it's beautiful work, but wow. again, kind of taking a little bit of a sideways step from a realistic portrait. And, and I think that was probably helped him, mm. you know, mm. if you had, I, I, I don't know, uh, and everybody has their different opinions and everything like that. But if you'd had somebody come along and do like this incredibly beautiful, realistic portrait and color pencils, actually what's different about that mm. that's what i feel these big exhibitions like the doan art uh the, is it the doan art prize one of the one of the um art prize it, it's like all of the ones that get the prizes are a little bit off the wall they're a little bit yeah yeah wild. they're a little bit weird they're a little bit well i wouldn't want that in my house but there's been that that big thought process behind it there's a an incredible story behind it rather than just a beautiful picture and I think for me I think it's really picking where you want your work to go because if you Mm. go to an art gallery where it's got a lot of contemporary stuff a lot of things that are slightly sort of left field you're very likely to be sent away yeah yeah you would be if you'd brought a traditional watercolor in they'd be like well you know it doesn't really fit with our style so I think you've got to be really careful about where who you pick Yes. But I do I do think that that colour pencil is becoming more and more and more of a of a medium that people do respect. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm I'm um I'm about to go into an exhibition um in July, the beginning of July. It's just a little it's a local exhibition and I've been in it a few times already and I'm and I'm I'm comfortable about going into that one. Um just the, the other one is a is a lot bigger and I and it's it's heading into it's heading into a whole other realm <laughs> yeah and we, I for me for things like that I think confidence is really key having yeah. that self-belief yeah you know really really and, it, and it's weird you know people will be sitting there listening and thinking well how can you not have self-belief when you <laughs> but it's very very easy you know, when you're kind of out of your depth a little bit and you're going out of your comfort zone, you're trying something new to go, yeah. oh gosh, mine's not 
not that it's not good enough, but oh, it's not the right medium. Oh, it's not this. Oh, it's not that. Oh, it's not what they typically accept. And actually having that belief and go, well, do you know what? I'm I'm really happy with what I've done. This should be, they should be accepting pieces like this because there's a lot of people who, you know, could get their work into exhibitions like this. And we should be changing things. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's important to be to always be sort of like knocking on the door, pushing and, and trying to change stuff. So I think just having the belief that your work should be there. Yes, it, it's going to fit beautifully with all of the other pieces. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for yeah. it. <laughs> you should. You definitely should. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm, I'm totally just going to I'm going to go for it. The application's open tomorrow. So um, it's quite quite valid that we're talking about it now yeah (laughs) because I was like well I'm just I'm just gonna do it and like I said to you before I would say out out loud to myself you know do this do this do this and I don't know about you but do you ever get to I know that you do but drawing for yourself drawing for myself is so important as well I find that that really really helps my mental health is is finding an image a photograph that just sort of lights you up inside and you just can't wait to get in front of your drawing desk and and get started I I have to have that too yes Uh, just absolutely when I first started doing my commission so I went full-time in 2017 and I literally was (laughs) I mean, I was I was just drawing all day, every day. That's all I was doing. I was doing a bit of social media in the morning and then I was just drawing. And I would do probably nine commissions a month, wow. which is too many and an awful yeah. lot. But because I was very new to it and I absolutely loved it, I, I, th- I was doing it and it was fine and it worked. So consequently, I didn't have time to do my own stuff. Mm. That I was probably a couple of years that I did that. And then it really, I think in the last two years, it's really, really sunk home that I have to do stuff for me. I love drawing yeah. anyway. And that's why, yeah. So you know, I, I have a mixture of tutorials, which were recorded and commissions. I love doing the recordings. However, if you're, if you're recording something and it takes 30 hours, I'm speaking for 30 hours. Wow. So I can't, I can't listen to... Harry Potter that's all I listen to when I draw but I can't listen to Harry Potter I can't just kind of you know so I'm talking for 30 hours because I record I speak as I draw and, and yeah record. yeah yeah but that that I still love it but that mm. takes it out of me an awful lot so I need to fit in commission pieces between times and then I now make sure that sort of every couple of months I do a piece just for me yeah where there's no you know nobody's gonna go oh well, no, I don't, I don't, I've only had one person that hasn't liked their piece. And that was when I first started um, and I redid it, but there's no sort of, uh, I, I can just do whatever I want. And like you said, sometimes there's a, a, a photograph that pops up or you've taken a photograph or whatever. And it's just like, oh my God, I've just got to draw it. I've yes. just got to draw that. I just yes. got, like, you know, and I've got, I've got a couple, I, I'm itching to start. I did the horses. Um, oh yeah, that was beautiful. Oh, 
Gosh, well, I'm doing a, I've got this exciting thing happening in the south of France next year. And I had to practice it because I've never done water before. And I was like, I've got to practice it. Um, yeah, yeah. And that was just like, oh my goodness, this is this is amazing. It wasn't a brilliant photograph. It was very grainy. So that was yeah. very much a case of, you know, values and stuff. The, the orange girl that I did, yeah. I loved that. I absolutely loved that. That's beautiful. I love all the different textures that you've been able to to capture um, in in that portrait. That's beautiful. And the man with the old the old man with the, the hat. Old man. I loved that. Yeah, yeah. You see, That's I really, incredible. really enjoy drawing people, and I never thought that I would. I never thought yeah. I'd enjoy drawing people. But they, but it's 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 fascinating, particularly when they've got like fabricy stuff on. Yeah. Yep, I've I have drawn a few people, but not not many. I I went through this real phase of wanting to draw Native American Indians, and I think it was all about it was all about trying to capture their their expressions in their face and just the the beautiful headdresses and and what they were wearing and and just really really capturing how beautiful they are. And I've got, I really would love to draw, a, you know, those, you see those photographs of those women who, you know, from Tibet or somewhere like that, where they've got inc- incredibly wrinkled faces, but so much character. And then they've got all this really amazing jewellery and stuff. I would, I would mm. like, probably if I was going to draw a person, I would like to draw someone like that. Yeah. Um, I do get asked quite often, you know, do you do do you draw people? And I just say no, no, I don't. No. I just, no. yeah, I I think it would just be so much pressure to make them look like yeah. them. That's exactly <laughs> it. So I would never take on a a, a human commission. Yeah. I'm uh, saying. You know, unless it was unless it was a really good photograph and there was probably like an animal in it or something like that. If I'm going to draw a human, it will be from a from a, either a photograph I've taken or one that I've seen that like really sings to me, but that where there's no pressure, like you were saying about getting yeah. exactly right. Because with an animal, you have to get an animal exact. You have to get an animal right. Yeah, but you know, it doesn't matter if a bit of fur is a bit different or something like that. But with a person, you have absolutely to get expression. You have to get everything right. And that's not something that I, I don't want that pressure. Yeah, I'm, exa- I'm exactly the same, Bonnie. I'm exactly <laughs> the same. And then and then people are even like, oh, what about drawing cars and motorbikes? I'm like, no. <laughs> Do you know, no. yeah, and I think I, I, I also wonder if I've kept my passion over these seven years. I mean, I've I've never, I've had a break to go on holiday or whatever, but I've never had I've never had sort of like burnout. I've never had to take a break from it. I've never been sort of like, oh, I'm sick of this, you know, whatever. I've always been, what's next, what's next? But then I've always, apart from the commission stuff, which is mostly dogs, cats, horses, yeah, I've never drawn something really that I'm not passionate about. So I'm passionate about animals. And, yes. and then I pick the pieces that I'm passionate about. People keep saying, oh, could, can you draw a snake or can you draw a spider? And I'm like, no. because I'm just not I don't I don't particularly like them I'm not it's just not something that does anything for me and I think that's that's probably one of the boundaries that I've put in place if I'm going to draw something I have to enjoy drawing it uh yeah it's it's and I think that that you know 
drawing for your soul, really. And I have also found that over the years, when I do take the time to find the the photo, you know, that really speaks to me, that's changed as well. I'm so much more aware now of the lighting and of all those, just all of those beautiful, subtle colours that come into it. Um, Like with that fox, you know, there was so much blue reflecting in through the white and and I and with black dogs or black horses you know you get all the those beautiful violets and blues and yeah I I think now I mean I can take hours to find a, a good photo I'll get onto that wildlife reference wildlife um reference photos for artists and I could spend hours on there I have to actually yeah. stop myself stop enough <laughs> and I know that you'd spoke to um what was what was her name? Tazzy, Tazzy Brown. I oh mean, yeah, God. her work. Oh I know, I yeah. know. I have two of her. I've got a trio of lionesses and I've got a, a male lion that I bought the the licenses for. I wow. need to draw those at some point. Yes. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know when. But um yeah, her work is just beautiful yeah yeah I did one of her leopards a young leopard and I just fell in love with its eyes I just as soon as I saw it I was like I've got to draw that I've just got to yeah yeah I mean it's it's just so wonderful that we have artists who can provide us with these reference photos that that enables us to capture not only are they capturing that moment in time and that beauty of that animal, but then we are able to come along and recapture it in a way. Yeah, yeah just yeah, it just fills me with joy. And it's so nice talking to other art and other artists, especially another colour pencil artist who gets it. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, you yeah, it's it's um it's it's a gift. Oh, do you know, do you know, it really is. It really is. Um, And we work, we work hard and we develop it and we practice and all of that kind of thing. But there is definitely something inside me that, that kind of channels what I do. Definitely. I'm not, I'm not a religious person or anything like that. I, I, I I kind of, I don't know. I'm very open-minded to, to everything. Uh, very, I'm very much a believer in the law of attraction, and me too. Know, what, yeah. what I put out comes back, and you know it, that's something that I'm, I'm, I, I really like to think that, mm. you know, and it, and it, that, that's important for reflecting on who I am, and I've done a, I've done a massive amount of work on, on me. I, purely because of you know the stuff that's that's happened in the past and it's mm. you know it, it it I think it makes you not a better person but it it makes you really look at things and look at situations and you know sometimes things happen and you're just like oh and then you know you might fall out with somebody or somebody might do something and it's not particularly and then you kind of reflect on it and you you know it's it's not it 
it's not about blaming or anything like that. It's just about kind of accepting and and what I do is what I do and what somebody else does is what somebody else does. And that I can't change that. And that that's really, really helped me. But I I really think that the the art side of stuff, the, the pencil side of stuff, there is the, it there's something that channels that. And that's wonderful. Yeah, I I I agree. Um, I agree. And it and you can't. I don't think you can even put words to to it. What what whatever it is, it just provides us with with so much joy and so much pure joy. And that I find I feel sorry for people who don't have that, who haven't found their creative spark or haven't haven't worked out where they are, you know, creative and and been able to yeah. get get the pleasure because yeah I'm the same as you I'm completely addicted to drawing and and I draw I draw on the weekends you know oh I draw all the time (laughs) it's it's not a problem if it's a cold raining day outside everybody's whinging about the weather and I'm like yes I get to be inside drawing (laughs) do you know I think I think a lot of people and and again this is very much a um because of of the, the the world we live in a lot of people and I think you know that, that definitely something that that I was as well we put other people first you know so I'll have a lot of people who are who are members who are you know or, or who say oh no I can't can't join because I don't have enough time all of that kind of thing and and we almost feel selfish for putting ourselves first and you know being being creative yeah and it was really interesting when I was in Amsterdam a couple of weeks ago and we we went to see Esther Hicks and Abraham, which was just amazing. Mm. And there was one lady that came on and she said, you know, I feel so selfish. Every time I try, I try and do something for me, I feel really selfish that I'm not, that I'm putting myself first and not, and, you know, doing stuff for me and not for other people. And the, the answer was just so wonderful. And it was basically the more we do for ourselves, the more our heart, how we have capacity. And because the more we do for ourselves, the more joy we fill our hearts with, the more amazingness we fill our hearts with, the more love we fill our hearts with. And then we have a huger capacity to be able to then fill other people's hearts with, with our love because we are then at peace. We are doing something that is really fulfilling us. You know, we are joyous. Can you imagine? Live well. I can imagine living with somebody who's a grumpy old git. You know, (laughs) (laughs) me too. Unfortunately, I know what that's like. Yeah, horrible. It is. It just completely destroys you. Yeah, but but then you know. I mean, I've I've got my three children living at home. Children. My youngest is eighteen. My eldest is twenty three. But they all live at home. We have the most fantastic life because I have a life that's full of bliss. Yeah, yeah. You know, the stuff that the stuff that's happened in the past, the stuff that ha- that ha- that's that's not great. But the majority of the time, I ensure that I am doing things that make makes me happy. Yeah, and and even I mean, you come across this sort of similar to me in that you because I you know I see all your Facebook posts and and Instagram and 
and you take the time to appreciate all the small things in life, you know, like if there's a beautiful sunset, I, I will I will go and stand and I will go and watch it. Um, yeah. If if there's a gorgeous little bird who's, you know, like a little fantail who's flying around, I'll say, oh, hello, and how are you today? And I'll have a little conversation with it. Or if there's a spider in my house or something, I'll, I'll say, oh, what are you doing in here? I'll pick him up and put him, at, you know, put him outside. Um, and I and I just have so much joy from the simple things in yes. life and what nature provides us on a daily basis that is just there for free and it's just a, oh, it's just such a such a gift and I think I just fill myself up with with that and like you say then I have enough to give to to others yeah if I don't and it's and it's also about spending that time alone um if I you know like as we discussed before um having that time alone watching sunsets talking to birds <laughs> all of those things yeah no, absolutely, because, you know, you could, so I, I go swimming probably about three times a week, and the journey that I take to where I go swimming is about half an hour, 25 minutes, and the route is so lovely. I've got a portion of the way that's on a, there's, there's like about half a mile that's on a motorway, and then it's into the countryside, and then, and I come out over the tops, and then there's the North Yorkshire Moors in front of me and then I go down into this lovely little market town and then on to where I go swimming and every time I come over those tops even if it's raining I'm like oh my goodness look at that Mm. and it's just like I'm so glad I'm alive because look at all of this gorgeousness you know driving up we we live in a village and at the moment the hedges are full they'll come and trim them in a bit which makes me really sad but they're just green lush there's cow parsley there's dandelions there's and it's just there's just so much greenness it's gorgeous and I drive up and I'm like oh my goodness this is just isn't this just absolutely lovely and this is what I think when we have and we do have busy lives but this is what we miss we miss being in the present We'll we'll set off in a car and we'll like, oh God, I've got this to do today. Oh bloody hell, I've fallen out with so-and-so, or oh, so-and-so's mm. been oh, I've got to do this. Oh, I must do the washing. Oh, I've got to go. And we miss everything. 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 Yep. And then we get yep. to swimming and we've got a head full of what I should or shouldn't have done and all of that kind of stuff. And it's just like, no, just just appreciate everything. And then when I go, I when I swim, I go in there. They've got a gorgeous, cold, natural pool. So I go in there and it's so funny watching people because you you'll you'll see somebody get in and they get in and they're like, and then they'll be like, <laughs> and then do a couple of lengths, really cold, get out. And I get in and I'm just like, ah. Oh. And then I swim really slowly. <laughs> and I just love it. And my little fingers are doing this, and my little toes are doing this as the water's coming through. And I'm looking nice. at it. And I, I and it's just, and it it's almost like it's that sort of all of that gorgeousness just sort of gets sucked in. Yeah. And then yeah. I come out and I go home and I'm just like, oh my God, this is just, you know, what a what a lovely life I've got. Yeah, looking at all of this gorgeous and I think if people can just take the time not to get into that worry 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 and just appreciate what we've got right now um yeah and 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 I think that for for me that's all part 
of my of my drawing is is trying to capture those moments of of joy and beauty in in nature around us and and you know in in animals i mean when i worked at auckland zoo i worked with tigers and every single day i just would say to these tigers you are so beautiful do you know how beautiful you are you know because and i never ever got sick of looking at them i mean they're just stunning just stunning and so for me to be able to put that down on paper is a privilege yeah it's a privilege oh gosh what a lovely way to start the morning well I'm guessing it's late at night for you is it what yeah yes yeah, it's, it's not it's nine o'clock at night but that, that's okay <laughs> I'm just starting my day but what a lovely what a lovely lovely way to start my morning we're gonna have to we've been going we've been chatting over an hour think as we've been talking I was thinking you know it would be really really nice actually to have like a bit of an accountability group thing you you know where where every now and again maybe we get a couple of select artists (laughs) you me and somebody else that you know but and just just have a bit of a zoom and just chat about what we're doing be really nice yeah yeah I love that idea I love that idea yeah, no. because it is so nice talking to like-minded souls, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, you're in the it UK really and here I am in New Zealand and we're doing the same thing. Yeah. We're, when we're living our lives and we're and colour pencils give us so much joy. Mm-hmm. Um really and good. it is and that's why your Facebook group has been so important to me as well. You know, I I just thank you so much for opening up this this world to me and, and all of your lovely members. They're they're just still wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they, they really, they really are. It is a, there's a fantastic community around, you know, colored pencil and everything. It, it's, um, and it's just, so and that's nice a reflection of you. Oh, oh, well, that's very kind of you. Thank you. Thank you. I've got, I've got my lovely Vicky, who's my, uh, my right hand woman. She's, she's an amazing admin. She's, she's just fantastic. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, but I think you know also all credit to the members because you know they they behave in a wonderfully compassionate way, yeah. helping yeah. others, you know all of that kind of stuff, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? You know, absolutely, absolutely. Seeing, seeing people being creative and 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 just really loving it, and that's that's just amazing. Yeah, I agree. Amazing. I agree. I, I yeah as as you know I just absolutely love it and I love sharing what I've learned and so you know what if people ask me things I'm more than happy to to pass on however I've you know created something or and then I'm always asking questions about how others have done other things too and that's what it's about it's not it's no sort of secret no I'm not telling you how I did that you know it's like yeah sure I'll tell you how I did that and you know um and and I just I I love that it's just so it's just so open and honest and a a real pleasure to belong to a community of of like-minded people yeah, no, I I completely agree. I completely agree. It's um it's wonderful, and and having you know artists like you around as well. Uh, you know when your when your pieces pop up and like, oh, yeah, amazing, absolutely amazing. Thanks, Bonnie. Thank you so <laughs> oh, much. It's been oh, no, lovely it's talking to you. Really, come to New Zealand. Come 
for a visit. I'd love to show you around. <laughs> oh, no, I would really like to. And it's and it's getting to the point now where I am thinking of doing of traveling a little bit more. So, um, you know, it, it's definitely something that I would like to do. Definitely. On your on your bucket list. On my bucket list. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Well, I'll let you. I'll let you go. Thank you so much for uh, for for joining me this this evening, this morning, and uh, yeah, we'll catch up again really, really soon. Sounds brilliant. Thank awesome. you, Bonnie. Thanks, Justine. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Have a lovely day. You too. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of my It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast. If you did, I'd be so grateful to you for emailing me or texting a link to the show or sharing it on social media with those you know who might like it too. My mission with this podcast is all about sharing mine and my community's experience and hope by telling your fascinating personal stories, championing the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and to create another channel through which I can support you to realise your coloured pencil and life dreams. If you haven't done so yet, please help me on my mission to spread positivity and joy throughout the coloured pencil world by following me on my socials at Bonnie Snowden Academy or by getting on my list at bonniesnowdenacademy.com. And remember, I truly believe if I can live the life of my dreams doing what I love, then you can too. We just need to keep championing and supporting each other along the way in order to make it happen. Till next time.